0: And if you don't know, now you know. All right, welcome to the Now You Know podcast. I'm at your host, Anthony Carvello. I am co hostless, but we have a frequent visitor and member of the podcast way back when, Steve, on the Here. line. And today we're sitting down with uh, Winnipeg hip hop pioneer, Len Bowen. How's it going, Len?
1: I'm good. What's going on?
0: Oh man, not much, man. Uh, so yeah, today we're sitting down. We're talking about uh, Flow Nostalgia, and it's out.
1: Yes, thank <laughs> God. Feeling good about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Long time in the making. Len, Len and I have been uh, putting the putting the works in on this for like uh, what seems a few, like more than a few months now. So it's good to see that it's finally coming out and people are are digging it.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny to see something get made in the winter and then, like, come out in the summertime. Yeah,
2: for sure. Well, that's kind of how it usually goes. It's like that Kanye line. Watch (laughs) how I cook up summer in the winter. (laughs) That's very (laughs) true.
0: And Winnipeg especially. It's like as soon as the sun comes out, everybody wants to put on music, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Len, uh, I think with with you, we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna rewind a little bit and kind of build towards uh, Flow Nostalgic. So we, sure. we've done this uh, once before, where we sat down, and we talked about uh, your involvement in Shades of Black and all the guys. Uh, that was a great podcast, one of my favorites actually on the the Now you Know podcast, just because it was a story I didn't know that well. But uh, yeah. building on that, how does how does Len Bowen go solo? Like, can you explain the the solo track for Len Bowen?
1: Lem Bowen so okay so basically Lem Bowen went solo uh, not because of any real choice of my own um, the group basically the collective just decided to call it a day after every dollar counts um, we put out that album I believe in '06, on HerbNet mm-hmm. Records slash Slow Coach and um Basically, the whole plan of attack after the album got released um, kind of fell through. So, Herbnet was advising us on doing certain things, and, you know, we were young and stubborn and just doing what we wanted. We put it out, um, you know, around Christmas, and they advised us not to. They said, you know, start fresh in the new year. We were supposed to shoot two videos. We only shot one and um we never got to tour the project and um when we were working on that project there's a lot of there's a lot of solo uh bigs tracks and that was intentional we put them at the front at the time i was kind of the admin guy like the business guy in the group as well as a rapper so you know we put him in the front And and um the summer before that dropped in the winter, he, he went into like an isolation chamber and worked real hard on a bunch of tracks. And it just took a lot out of him to see the project not do what we thought it was going to do mm-hmm. and not get all of the opportunities. Like I said, touring, the second uh, follow-up single, the video, just a bunch of stuff just mm-hmm. went wrong. So you know, after all those years, he just had enough bad manners, had enough, and we and we all uh called it a day pretty much, but I resurfaced four years later on my own, and um and uh, I just wasn't done with music uh, I was down and out just not feeling good about life, and I realized this isn't something that I can just turn off it's it's who I am, so you know,
2: I, I, I had to make more music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it comes out of necessity after a while. You just have to have, you ha- kind of have that drive and it never goes away to do it. So totally can relate to that, man. And especially being coming from a group myself too, like I'm not necessarily saying like uh, it's, it's kind of played its full course. out. kind of seen where three Pete and like where all of our stuff is going with, but like, I kind of can relate to that sentiment for sure. Cause it's, uh, it's it's when you're in a group dynamic and and, and stuff like that, it's, it, it definitely like complicates things a little bit, you know.
0: Absolutely. So what's what's the first project or what's the first thing that you do uh, following that song?
1: So I put out an EP called Long Story Short on Herbnet, yeah. and uh, it was like maybe a track or two short of being a full LP. Hmm. So so at the time, I really just I started writing. I was getting production from a bunch of different guys who i worked with in the past. Um, collision of Nefarious, um, you know, some dudes who worked with Grand Analog. Uh, I can't remember who else produced on that record, but um, but basically I just got some beats and I started writing and then I was recording. I had no type of um action plan as far as who i was going to put it out under or what i was going to do honestly things just came into place organically i finished the project i took a bunch of photos um you know i took care of the artwork i was doing all these things with not a lot of direction and and um you know odario um, of grand analog kind of stepped in because we like childhood friends, and he was still going, but i was I was always talking to him about things, and um, it just got to the point where I needed distribution, I needed a way to put it out, and i didn't want to step on any toes because everything through herbnet was basically um, you know they had their own label um, through herbnet so so I wanted to be my own man, I was tired of you know, being on labels and this and that, where it was like, you know, you're a label under a label under a label, all this shit. I wanted to be my own man, but I didn't want to step on anybody's toes because I knew everybody, but um, I knew who gave me the links. And I'm one of those guys, like, you know, I don't don't do that type of shit. So I basically went to Odario and said, I was looking for his blessing to talk to the plug over there. And um, he said he respected the fact that I came to him because he gave me the link to begin with. And um, I talked it out. I worked out a contract and I had my distribution. Um, You know, I knew a bunch of dudes from around the way who were still making music or used to make music and were doing other things. There was this guy named um, Addison Sandy who who went by Teddy Diablo. He was part of a group called Platinum Black.
2: Oh yeah, oh. Peg CD. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah man, that's so, a classic.
1: So, so yeah, so um, big tune back in the days for Winnipeg. So he wor- He he was working in the inner city with kids and and he had a, a production company called, I believe, Sandstorm Productions, and he was shooting videos. So I reached out to him because we we basically grew up together as well he's a West End kid and um I said I need a visual for this track I got called Big Dreamer and um you know we worked it out and shot and shot the video so I had a visual for this project I had distribution and um then I had um this dude named Craig McMillan who I knew from back in the in the days to Bad Manners, because he used to live in Vancouver. Van- bad Manners is from Winnipeg, but he moved to Vancouver for high school. So he became friends with this guy named Craig McMillan, who happened at the time prior to that was managing Classified, and um, you know it was a it was a big link. So yeah. at the time he was working with DL Incognito, who I knew from back in the days. Uh, he came out to Winnipeg to do Peg City Holland, stuff like that. So I knew him in class and all these guys. A lot of these guys before, big things happened to them. So I had the report. They knew the shades. So um, he, he basically put me on the road with DL Incognito. So I got to tour the project. Um, you know, I went on the road with um, DL. And after that stretch, I just, I fell back again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um which is something I shouldn't have did because that project was really well received in the city. You know, um streets was bumping at the time and they really embraced it. Um, you know, I got a love a lot of love from them. They 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 made me a household name with a lot of other groups in the city. And um, you know, um and then I linked back up with um, with Craig McMillan, and he started a label called um, Move, uh, right. Move, right, yeah. Move Right Records, and they released my my second release, um, the Going Away Party, and and um, and yeah, after that 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 did that did pretty well, you know. I I had some visuals off that as well, mm-hmm. and then I fell back again, so. That's that's basically the evolution of Len Bowen <laughs> from the Shades, but um,
0: oh that's dope! Like big big dreamer video. Who's the b boy in that video? Oh, Do you remember? Is it is it Bob? I was just I was watching. it. Is it, Bob.
1: it is Bob.
0: <laughs> okay, I bet. It's like tough to tell. He's got a hat mad low, and it's dangerous mm-hmm. goods. And I was just like, yeah, no, oh, Bob?
1: that that's that's Bob.
0: <laughs> okay, I bet. go way that's back
1: cool. with him too. You know, from around yeah, the yeah. way, just people out and about so I reached out to Bob um, to come out and do his thing for that video because I wanted the video to encompass as much elements as of hip-hop outside of just me rapping you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so we had the little studio shot had me on the streets had me in the booth and um, I was just I you know you know I don't know this is what I I noticed with b-boys man they don't really want to they hold on to their to to their moves, you know, they don't want to show too much and I was like, This is a video, man. So <laughs> I need you to go all out. I need you to really do some shit, you know. So, you know, we came out and did a few moves in there and um yeah, the the, the song and the video were well received back then. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Uh so yeah, that's that's dope to hear. Cause I was gonna ask how you how you ended up at HerbNet, but you uh Wound up there through, I guess, the O'Dario plug, and then yeah, yeah, and then At the, the time, right, then move move right. Uh, it was like a co a co branded thing. I remember when you guys did that. It was like 2016. I feel it was around the same time as 3P. That's how I remember. Oh uh, yeah, that 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 project. Yeah. Um. So the 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 growth from there, like you have a lot of features on some of these records, and that's just like you said, organic connections that you've made throughout
1: yeah I I like working with people you know like I Mm -hmm. like what I like doing music on my own as a solo artist but I always when I'm working on a song especially once I get the beat I, I can visualize I can visualize what I need and I start thinking about you know people around me artists I know and and um you know I reach out to people when I when I when I need something and um, as far as the music goes and and see if they're willing to work you know mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who I haven't even worked with as as of yet who I might reach out to at one point if it if it makes sense but that's that's just a thing I like to do you know mm-hmm. I like to uh, kind of curate on projects I, I, I like hearing how my voice sounds next to other voices and stuff like that. So that's just something I like to do.
0: Okay. But, and then I guess that that's also how you wind up on posse cuts, like uh, with Nestor Windrush, for example, or because you're asking cats for verses or like have that kind of relationship in turn, I guess you're getting asked uh, for features too, right? Like, you yeah,
1: them. I've, right. Yeah. Like Ness, a lot of people, Like I've worked with quite a few um, local hip hop artists. Either they're reaching out to me or I'm reaching out to them. I've been on a lot of different projects in the city. I've worked with just about everybody and anybody in one way or another, which I'm really proud of. I I like doing that. And more importantly, I love when it turns out. Hmm.
0: What what are are some of your favorite collaborations uh, over the years?
1: Man i uh, speaking of Ness, the licks remix that we did um he did a song called licks and it's basically about growing up in a west indian family <laughs> and um how we and how we how we how we handle things um it, it, it kind of <laughs> it was kind of a joke because i remember um I was with Grand Analog at uh, Burton Cummings Theater. I don't know what show we were at. This is years ago. And um, one of their friends was there and he made some joke. And and he he, he must have been making reference to his brother or his cousin or something, um, taking his kids out for ice cream or something like that and said something about tickling the kids. And I said, tickle the kids? I said, we beat the kids. (laughs) And they started laughing. Odario and Ofield and them and he looked at me like I was a monster, like beat the kids. But if you grow up in a West Indian family, discipline is different. So they, uh, they got what I you know what I mean? No, oh, so, for sure, man. That goes
2: across <laughs> the board for I think immigrant families and yeah. just just alike, you know what I mean? Like I think Anthony and Anthony and I are like we're 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 family, you know what I mean? So we come from the <laughs> same kind of upbringing yeah, so we're, yeah. we're all we're all too familiar with the, with the concept we're of licks. catching catching licks wooden spoon yeah.
1: is more like it but you know <laughs> yeah belt remote controls you whatever know.
2: whatever it is
1: whatever's okay. handy yeah. but
2: yeah not that's not to say that that like it's it's not coming from a positive place i i always have to i always have to say that after i i, I say something like that though you know definitely I mean? definitely yeah yeah i always gotta always
1: gotta it was, it wasn't out of anger. It was just out of, it was tough love. Discipline, but, man. That's what it is. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, so anyways, there so was, the yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: guess, I guess Ness is a, uh, is another connecting factor between me and you Len, and the way we get Absolutely. together, get together and, and work on uh flow nostalgic. Uh, we, Ness had, had come and, uh, to land, I guess, with the idea of, uh, of this kind of uh city collaborative project taking a bunch of people from the city and kind of mashing them together like people he who he thought like would be good on track together you know and yeah. uh one of those tracks ended up actually being uh on uh flow nostalgic which is uh block chronicles with uh with egg which uh which i find really dope because like it was kind of like the conception of uh of everything that uh has come from then you yeah. know what i mean like
1: yeah that was uh a great um Sequence of events. I heard that beat, and it automatically, the Black Chronicles beat takes you somewhere immediately. <laughs> I was like, "This beat is crazy!" And um, yeah, so Ness came to me and said, "You know, he's he's doing this mixtape party, and he's putting a bunch of MCs together, or artists, or what have you that don't normally work together." And uh, he said he wanted to see Egg and myself do something. And I heard the beats and I loved the beat. And I was like, who the fuck, who did this? <laughs> and he was like, Steve. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So uh, long story short, I wrote to it. Um, Egg wrote to it and and there was no hook at the time. And um, uh you know, we came out to the event. That night was crazy. By the way, that that was like a big night for the city. That that mixtape party it brought a lot of people together, and the vibe was so positive. Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, I liked it so much that um, you know, I I uh, I uh, I reached out to Steve, and I was like, "Yo, man, let's I let me hear what you got." And and that's how Pac and Janet came about. And, um and yeah pocket
2: jenna was a beat that i kind of had in the cut uh pocket right. jenna was a beat that i actually had sent to um to uh ness for his mixtape project oh and, okay yeah which is which is interesting uh he didn't end up using it he i guess he i guess he didn't really see the vision for it at the time but uh i guess when you when you heard it it was a completely different story you know what i mean you, yeah. I, I feel like that, those two songs, uh, Black, Block Chronicles and uh, Pock and Janet kind of like were like the, the start of, of kind of like f- uh, sculpting out this kind of like uh, yeah. uh, narrative for this project, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Block
1: Chronicles, um, definitely. The feel, inspired. the feel yeah. and like,
2: you know, like the overall, like, you know. Theme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes That's sense
0: because you end up with four records on this project and two are kind of in that uh, R&B rap. Uh, kind of lane and then you have the more rap focus joints with block chronicles uh
1: central kids
0: uh, yeah and central kids so uh it kind of does show you that dichotomy right off rip you know what i mean it's like you had those two in the cut right from the beginning. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. and that's another thing i really like about this project is that i feel like it uh it, it being four tracks it kind of touches all the bases that it needs to touch on you know what i mean it has like and I, and len played a big part in in terms of like sculpting in what sounds were we were using cuz there was a moment there was a moment i think when we were making it where it was like okay there's too many pianos you know what i mean like right. we're, we're, we're playing right. with too many keys here we kind of have to like diversify the sound a little bit and like len would come and he would say hey like i want to use this sample like for uh the breaks in particular it was a, it was a sound that he that he had he had wanted to i guess like to to, to, to kind of get on for, for a while and I kind of had I was able to bring that to life for him and I, I like and that that beat in particular uh for me it, it it kind of walks the line between that like old school golden age and like that modern kind of uh some to it you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, I really like what happened with that plus because that sample it's just like you can't make a bad song with that and that's what I love about it because like yeah it's undeniable you know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah. It was it was definitely one of the most fun um creative processes I've ever gone through because I got to play a part in choosing, you know, the samples. Not for everything because uh Block Chronicles obviously and Pac and Janet mm-hmm. uh were, were were beats that uh Steve already had made. But with that one just to sit in there and um, you know, it, it's crazy because like, Steve, when Steve's in the zone, Steve can whip up a beat. I didn't realize, you know, if he catches a vibe, how quickly he can uh, <laughs> a beat. And it can be, like, I'm just, I'm not just talking drums and blah, blah, blah. Because I've worked with a lot of different producers, but this beat was, he's done it where like there's stuff that people haven't even heard yet that I'm working on that that uh Steve has produced, but like thick, full beats that that have a wide range of elements, um, you know, drum kick, bass line, etc. So it was it was really fun. When there was a vibe, there was a vibe. There were there were nights we we're in there and the vibe wasn't there, and we might have called it, you know, a day early, but when we were in the vibe, we we're in the vibe. Mm-hmm. One of the most Fun like we had a we had our ups and downs but we worked through it and you got to totally. keep in mind I'm coming from a different era and, and and Steve's coming from a different era so it was a I feel like it was a learning process for both for sure. of us
0: mm. and for 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 you Steve I mean really the first time in a sense outside production especially in this form like in more than one song like there's some uh, Steve beats floating around that are Lucy's like I think M Caps probably has one. Mm-hmm.
2: Nathaniel okay. and a couple, yeah. a, couple of, a couple of local cats like have reached out and you know I've uh you know we've we worked together and, and made some stuff happen but like yeah in terms of like reaching outside of like our immediate circle essentially I mean I guess it's kind of what you could call it like between egg dill feta and, and mookie and stuff like this is the first time kind of like widening the spectrum a little bit and I and, I, and I'm glad I'm glad that I did because it's like it's it's a good way to kind of like test the waters in the way and and, and not every, like it's just like Len said we had our ups and downs with with the project you know what I mean like some days were better than others and yeah but but when it when it did work we knew that it worked and that's why it was worth pushing through you know what I mean and that's kind of how I felt with it throughout the whole thing uh, because it, we just we knew we knew we had something special with with these tracks that were that we're making you know so so uh, I, I mean the reception
0: of the breaks right off rip has has been really positive and. Uh, like a lot a lot of folks taking in that record in terms of playlists and, and people writing about it, so I think it's a testament to that work and also a testament to like the blending of sounds that happened specifically on that record
1: mm-hmm. uh, this, yeah man, the, the recording process there was some magic moments, some happy accidents you know um, <laughs> yeah man, it,
2: it was uh, it was uh it was like a it was a it was a crazy medley of uh of styles that I had, I just tried new things. I tried a lot of new things recording uh, the- this project. I, f- I feel you know what I mean, like uh, in even even in terms of like sending vocals other places and like getting getting stems from other sessions and and changing yeah. the beat after it's recorded and and doing things like that. It was just like a good learning process for me, and I, I feel good about that.
0: So. Uh, so so, why now, uh, Len? Like, there, there's a little bit of time in between all your releases. So why, like, what what was the catalyst for you to be like, "Yo, now is the time"? Is it just meeting Steve and like that that natural progression of, uh, like you said, Block Chronicles, or um,
1: Block? I I I had ideas and I wanted to make music. Um, the first two projects were um, predominantly, primarily produced by. Alex Sandy of The Lytics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me and Alex have a great chemistry. Um, I feel like some of my best songs that ca- that I've recorded where I'm just in the pocket were over his beats. Um, and, you know, we weren't able to come together and do it again. With The last thing we did was actually My Style, which was like some uh, song I released uh in the summer just to keep myself visible. And um when I heard Block Chronicles, I was convinced that I could get together with Steve and we could make something great. And when I saw how he works, he already has like a huge catalog of beats, right? But it's just about finding what's right with what you're trying to do. That at least for myself.
2: Yeah, you know, and I I think that hits the nail on the head too, is because like I make all different styles of beats, you know what I mean? If it's a trap beat, if it's a boom bap beat, if it's house, if it's whatever, you know, it's just a matter of when and where, you know, and like sometimes when and where is literally that, like you have to make it in the moment there and then, you know, like, and uh, there was a few moments, there's a few instances where we did that, you know, and and uh, I think that the gems come from those kind of moments where it's not like, you know, putting, it's not like, it's not simple addition where I have this one thing, you have this one thing, we make something. It's like we had to build it from the ground up essentially. You know what I mean? And like took it, took like some real conceptualization and fucking make it happen. And uh, yeah, Yeah, that's, that's how I feel.
1: Yeah. I've never, I've never worked with a producer who could whip up a, a beat that quick. That was quality. <laughs>
0: that flushed like, out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: Like it was ridiculous. There was no overthinking. It was like if we're going through the catalog, and it's not that I'm not hearing dope beats, but for what I'm writing about, the subject matter, or whatever, or the BPM I'm looking for, um, wasn't right. It was just like fuck it, let's make a beat. Boom, we're start. We're we're looking for samples. We're listening to drums. We're doing this all on the spot. Twenty minutes later, there's a full beat yeah you know what I mean I got something to go home and write to so that was amazing you know
2: yeah and I think that's something I like I like to do especially when I'm working in that in that situation because I feel like it keeps that that fire burning for future kind of like sessions you know it's like keep the torch keep the torch lit so we can so we can make it burn brighter next time you know what I mean like keep the beats going keep the ideas flowing you know what I mean like Uh, that that's uh, and and making the beat in the spot in in the moment like that i think is like is like the perfect uh is like the perfect kind of like situation for me you know what i mean
0: yeah you're not one to like make and send out beats that's not really you know honestly
2: i'm really bad at that and i'm i want to get better at it is like making making beat packs and sending them out and kind of having a little bit more of an organized system in that way but i think like the magic the magic that comes from what 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 happens like in the studio is like un you can't replicate that you know what i mean like
0: yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was like, it, that, there is something to be said about that. And there's, there's something, you know, and I mean, that that works that way. But what, what's great about what you do, it's like, it's capturing that moment specifically. And it might take a little longer in the sense of like getting together and actually having that magic happen in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. But like, once you do, there's just it's just not matchable. You know, what I mean? like that's different. It's Like you yeah. said, when you've got something and they've got something, and it's simple addition, what you've got going is multiplication. It's
2: different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, gets, man. it gets better fast. Exponents. Exponents. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's dope. So what's what's next? Uh, what's next for you, Len? Like, uh, I, I feel like you feel energized. I feel like you feel like very like excited about music again. Like that's just the the, the, the sense I get from the tone of your voice as of
1: late. But, yeah, I'm I'm energized, man. Like this 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 project, basically Steve brought, I was telling them, you know, this project brought me back to life. People are excited about it. Um, it's, it's very, it's very entertaining. It's very, um, it's very palatable. Like you can listen to it and enjoy it. It paints a clear picture, um, you know, and, um, well, everyone on the line knows that basically there's more to it. So people will see volume two to this um, <laughs> in in the future. It, mm-hmm. It's not over. This is just the start. Um, we're not we're not done so
0: um, <laughs> this is a common theme if you work with steve you're gonna walk and work with steve again i, feel like. I think like uh, yeah <laughs> and i like the
2: idea i like the idea of of, of making these collections of like uh, like sagas essentially you know what i mean like chapters if yeah, you know moments you know what I mean? in time like,
0: these moments in time
2: you know what i mean and they they represent that i do that you know with with charlie feta with 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 dylan with with three pete you know what i mean like and now with len you know like it just it's a it's a, I think it it's about like cementing that in time, you know what I mean? And like, and seeing the growth from time, from project to project. And I think that's like, what I think that's what gets lost a lot of times nowadays is like, is like missing out on that. You know what I mean? Like we move so quickly, you know what I mean? And like,
1: yeah.
2: it's, it's about moving quickly and, and putting out the, the product for, you know, like the masses to, to take in and, and enjoy, but it's also about like crafting it and making it something worth listening to, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a body of work that I'm extremely uh, proud of and and happy how it turned out. I was honestly nervous a bit about it because it was it's a it's it's a complete facelift as far as the sound that people are accustomed to hearing Glenn Bowen. Um, mm-hmm. Over so I in my mind this shit was dope. And it was exciting and 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 I got to rap over exactly what I wanted to rap over, like literally like that these are the most customized beats I've ever spit over because nice that's stuff. how open a Steve was when it came to creating mm-hmm. you know um and um and I'm excited for people to hear hear the follow up like take this in, let this marinate." And everything, but uh, but there's more to come. Like I got my my three favorite um, producers to come out of this city, as far as hip hop goes, of Rup Monster, Alex Sandy, and Beats by Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I appreciate you, brother. Really, that means a lot. And when I got that text message from you me the other day, that really like meant a lot to me. So I just wanted to say that on the record, man. I appreciate you, brother. Man, that's
0: dope. Uh, so so Len, where can we find you uh, online?
1: Um, on the gram uh, Who is Len Bowen um, Facebook Len Bowen the MC uh, Spotify Twitter. You're
0: on Spotify now
1: Spotify <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spotify Subscribe to me on YouTube I'm all yeah. over the place He's DSPs on the
2: and uh, That uh, flow nostalgic is out everywhere Now so everywhere. Go, go listen To that because Man, it's it's a good project. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am BBS Steve. Find me at BBS Steve, Steve on Instagram. Um uh, pretty much where I get everything going. So keep me on there.
0: There you go. Thanks guys. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Uh if like like they said, Flow Nostalgic is out now, definitely go check it out. Um we actually put together uh a playlist to go along with this podcast. Uh, it's called the Len Bowen Collection, and it's just kind of a collection of songs that Len Bowen's been on uh, or put out in the last little while. Uh, not Shades of Black, but more just Len Bowen as a solo artist. So, uh, yeah, we're going to put that out uh, along with this, and I'll share it with you too, Len, so you can kind of take a peek and be like, yo, you forgot this joint. So, <laughs>
1: <That's some sound.
0: laughs> I know you. there's got to be at least one or two that I've missed, so put me on game. If the Licks remix is on uh, streaming platforms, I'll have to throw that on there for real. But, yeah, thank you for taking the time, and, uh, yeah, we're up. Peace. Peace. Peace.